Radio. Catholic University Service to Society. So I'm joined today by Monsignor Guy Rial Tivierge, which unfortunately I'm doing a not very good job of pronouncing, but I've given it a go, um, who is the Secretary General of the International Federation of Catholic Universities. So thank you very much for joining me. So I firstly wanted to ask you just about what exactly is the International Federation of Catholic Universities? Um, what does it do? I mean, there are a number of Catholic universities around the world. So perhaps just discuss what your role is and, and what the International Federation does. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm extremely happy to have this opportunity to talk about uh, the International Federation of Catholic Universities. First and foremost, it's important to recall to mind that the Federation was created in 1924, right after the First World War. It has been created more or less at the same time when the Society of Nations was created. So there is a common reason here. We were just coming, we were coming out from a very difficult period, the First World War, and everybody, you know, wanted to create a new world. So the Federation was born in the spirit of creating a new humanity, creating, you know, new hopes for the world more justice, and specifically, more peace. So this is the basic idea behind the creation of the Federation. Of course, the role of the Federation is very much focused on education, on Catholic education. And Catholic education, first and foremost, is not exclusively giving diploma, but Catholic education is basically train, form, men and women, to be responsible persons for their country, for the whole mankind. So this is basically, you know, some of the ideas behind, I would say that is also the driving force behind the creation of the Federation. Of course, the Federation developed along the years, as you can imagine, but uh, what is important for us and what is the role of the Federation you know, with regard to the universities. The role of the Federation is to accompany the universities, to be full-fledged universities and full-fledged Catholic. Because this is a binomial, and this is extremely important. You cannot pretend to be a good Catholic university if we are not a good university, and vice versa. Mm. So this is extremely important. We try to maintain, you know, the two the two dimensions of the binomial. And this is a very creative tension. There is always a tension between the academy and also the Catholic identity. But this is a wonderful tension, precisely because we cannot fall asleep. We always have to be extremely vigilant, extremely, you know, aware of what's going on within the university and also in the world to make sure that we will embody the values of a Catholic university. Mm -hmm. So this is, I would say, uh, a dynamic that is the same all over the world. We try to accompany the universities 
uh, as universities. We have some programs for formators, for instance. We have programs for new rectors. And also, we have a lot of uh, research programs all over the world. This is very important. The, the, the Federation has got three main, uh, three main aspects, three main domains in which it is really, it's really involved. The first one is, of course, the regional associations. There is a regional association in this part of the world. Australia goes with the rest of Asia, for instance. We call it ASEACU. And then we have also an various associations based not on geography, but based on disciplines. And then third, we have a center for coordination of research, where we do coordinate research projects in, in many, many domains. We can come back on that. So regional associations are for us extremely important because the universities gather on that basis, you know. But the universities that gather on that basis is the region, the geography. So they have a lot of communalities, you know. They very often, they, they belong to common cultures, very often common languages, common socio-economic and political situations. So it's very important for these universities to be able to meet together and to find together solutions and to be also a great strength, a great force with regard to the Ministry of Education, with regard to their governments and their own societies. So it is extremely important and they have to be, are, these associations are very strong, you know. There's one in Asia, Southeast Asia and East Asia, to which belong, of course, Australia in this case. We have two beautiful Catholic universities in Australia. There is another one in India, another one in, in Africa, in Europe, in North America and South America. So we have a lot of these big associations. So it's very important because there is a very specific identity as well as there is together with the identity, they have to face, you know, common, common challenges. So this is one part of the Federation. Another one is they are, we call them sectorial groups. They are not based anymore on geography. They are based on disciplines. So they are transversal groups. So based on disciplines, we have, you know, philosophy, theology, medicine, psychology, uh, pedagogy and education, uh, and others, you know. So these groups are kind of gatherings of professors involved in these disciplines. They have their own life, they have their own structure, and they meet regular. I mean, on a regular basis, almost every year, they have their meetings, you know. So this is very important because you realize uh, with that structure that we have that IFCO is not exclusively a service to the rectors or to the presidents of university. We try to address, I would say, the whole, the whole community of the universities. In these sectorial groups, for instance, very often the most advanced students are also participating in these groups, you know. And then we have the center, what we call the center for coordination of research. The center is not geographically based. It's not either on a discipline, but it is a topic, a topic that we tackle 
from various angles, from the, 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 the various disciplines, you know. So we have been, along the years, we have been working on many, many, many topics, you know, because the mission of the center, just in a few words, we have as a mission, we are supposed to tackle the main challenges of our societies and of the church. This is, in a nutshell, this is what is the mission of the center. So you can imagine that the cursor has been moving along the years because the topics and the most important challenges are changing. So we have been addressing, for instance, I remember many, many years ago, we were talking a lot about, a lot about the, um, for instance, uh, identity and mission of Catholic universities all over the world. And we can come back on that because it's very interesting to see how also it's moving. Mm-hmm. And then the role, uh, just giving you a few examples, the role of the multinational companies with regard to the third world countries. This is a very touchy topic. We have been also uh, working for many years on drug-related problems, development, migration, population displacement, human displacement, uh, disabled people, inclusion in our Catholic universities. What does inclusion mean in our Catholic universities? Mm-hmm. Not only inclusion of, or of physically... Uh, challenged person, but also even from a psychological point of view. It's very important for these people to find their place in our universities. And then, uh, well, some other topics, you know, are interreligious dialogue, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. So we, we, and we have a lot of publications, because let's not forget that we are working in a setup of universities. So we have to produce knowledge, And at the same time, it's extremely important to make sure that the knowledge will be at the service of the communities. It's not knowledge for knowledge. It is knowledge to serve the communities where our universities are established. And because it's a good expression of the Ivku motto, shiat ut serviat, to know in order to serve, to know in order to serve. So this is, I would say, almost a trademark of a Catholic university. Mm. Knowledge and service to the society. So uh, we were talking, I was talking when I said uh, something about the um, regional associations, the great diversity of our universities. Mm. You know, all over the world, there are more than 1,300 institutions of higher education. It doesn't mean all the time universities, but institutions of higher education. So, as you can imagine, it's an enormous service to the world. We might be, and we are, private institutions, but we do provide public services. Mm. So it is extremely important to tell, you know, no matter where we are, to tell the people, to tell the communities, you know, that we are not exclusively at the service of the Catholic Church, we are at the service of the whole society. And we just gave a look in our universities, you know, the students coming to us are not exclusively Catholic students. It's a good example here, but it's even more, I would say, obvious in other countries. For instance, in Indonesia, 13 Catholic universities 
where more than 70% of the students are Muslims. What does that mean for a Catholic university? It's extremely interesting. In, in Thailand, in, we have very good Catholic awareness and good Catholic universities, you know. Uh, one of them, the biggest one, 24,000 students, I've got 2% of its students that are Christians. Wow. 2% yeah. are Christians, and they are coming to us. So there is a sign that Catholic higher education represents a value, but also represents a good quality higher education. It's a very, our, you know, our purpose is not to evangelize directly. We, 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 we are not there to convert people. But I think that in a Catholic university committed to such a great variety, diversity, it is a wonderful space where we can learn how to live together, to live together in today's world among various cultures, among various religions. And also some of these people, you know, from other religions coming to us, I think they learn how, they learn who we are and it's a good occasion for us to learn who they are. So if we have a better common knowledge, I think that we can build also a better justice and a better peace. So this is a school of peace, as I say once in a while. It's extremely important. As you can imagine, the Catholic universities are so diverse in the world. It's not the same thing to be, of course, all of them want to be Catholic universities, but it's not the same thing to be a Catholic university in Indonesia, in Thailand, in Europe, in Paris, or in Latin America or in Africa. Because the universities are profoundly embedded in the conditions, in the reasons why they have been created, you know, at a certain period of time. So older Catholic universities develop their mission in a certain way. Others, younger Catholic universities, try to respond or to bring, I would say, to shed light on new problems, you know, for which they had been created. So it is very, very interesting to see how the, the profile of our Catholic universities is extremely different. And at the same time, all of them want to be good universities and want to be good Catholic universities. So this is the great richness. We have just a unique panorama, a unique panorama in the world. And this is why I'm, I'm convinced that uh, I have been extremely privileged personally to work for so many years in, in the context of these Catholic universities. So, um, yes, I'm, uh, I'm extremely thankful and um, I'm extremely happy because I've learned a lot and uh, I have probably, you know, uh, received much more than I have brought to the universities. But the life is there. The life is like this, you know. I, I was just also wondering, um, you're here in Australia, obviously, at the moment, um, and you've been invited here by Australian Catholic University, uh, and you'll be receiving an honorary doctorate. Did you want to sort of speak to me a little bit about that, about your visit here to Australian Catholic mm. University and that doctorate you'll be receiving? <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm extremely honoured and privileged because uh, I have been working in the frame of the Federation for more than 30 years. And I will be, uh, I will be uh, finishing my last mandate uh, at the end of June, and 
I was, uh, I feel very, as I said once again, I'm extremely happy because the uh, Catholic University of Australia, the Australian Catholic University, uh, decided, uh, the Senate decided to honor me with an honorary degree. Uh, well, the reason, of course, is my contribution to Catholic higher education all over the world. This is the reason why I'm in Australia. This is the main uh, motive of my uh, uh, visit to Australia in this moment. I was uh, before uh, last week for about 10 days, I was in India visiting some of our universities in India. Some of them are very, very good universities. They are living in more difficult conditions, as you can imagine. But still, you know, the enthusiasm, the energy that you see, you know, in these universities, it's extremely moving, extremely moving. They are very well organized, and they really try their best, and their best, and many of these uh, universities, you know, you know that a Catholic university, a, a Catholic institution cannot be called university in the Indian system. Okay. Yeah, this is uh, because the, the state has got the monopoly of higher mm. education. Mm. But in certain, in certain cases, you know, they do, they do give the title of university. We have I visited two of them precisely that are already universities, which is, you know, a, a very important recognition mm. of an institution of higher education. So Catholic institutions are really, really good also, very, very good in a country like India. Mm. In difficult conditions, I can tell you, but I mean, these people are so determined. They are working very hard, well-prepared people, very, very well-prepared people. So it's wonderful to see how, how you know, uh, we are, our universities uh, are run by uh, very, many times, very charismatic people, you know, mm. so dedicated they dedicated to Catholic higher education. They know where they stand. They really want to give good quality education. Same thing in Africa. We have about um, 20 universities, Catholic universities in Africa, working in very different, but also, also difficult conditions. But, you know, they are trying their best and uh, they are achieving, they are really achieving, you know, their mission very, very well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's very different. In Europe, of course, it's the older society. So we have uh, in Europe 50 some uh, Catholic universities, but rather well established, very few new ones, for instance. Mm -hmm. In Europe, they are much, all of them are much older, up to four or five centuries. You know, in Belgium, mm -hmm. we have a university that has got more than five, uh, more or less five centuries ago, that created five centuries ago. So, you know, I mean, we are in a different type of uh, <laughs> system, you know. And in Latin America, there are in Latin America something like 200 Catholic institutions of higher education. Can you imagine what it is? And some of them belong to the they are among the top universities of the world, mm. and they are Catholic universities. So we have to be proud. Yeah. It's very important. We have to be proud, you know, of our, I would say, uh, not only of the Federation, but proud of all these Catholic universities in the world, because they, we are really rendering a unique service to societies. The formation of the younger generations, you know, is the future of all our countries. 
of all our countries, the formation of the younger generations, but not exclusively, not exclusively the intellectual formation, which is already extremely important and basic, but we must be also extremely sensitive to the global formation, a kind of an integral formation of the person. So they are very competent professionals, but at the same time, they are extremely committed, committed to the service of their society, the service of the poor, the service of the others, and they are committed, they are sensitive also to, to the needs of the mankind, to the needs of the world. So it changes completely the perspective, you know. They are not living exclusively for themselves. They are living for and together with the others in solidarity, in fraternity. So this is also a very important part of the education that we want to impart to our students. Hmm, that's fantastic. Well, thank you very much for joining me and thank you for coming all the way to the other side of the world from Paris, um, to Sydney, and, and you've, you've mentioned that you've been in Melbourne as well. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, thank you very much for, for joining me, and we wish you and, and also pray for you uh, in, in your future endeavours. So, thank you. Thank you very much. That was an interview with Monsignor Guillaume Tivierge, entitled Catholic University's Service to Society. Monsignor Tivierge is currently in Australia, thanks to Australian Catholic University. For more interviews, talks and shows, visit cradio.org.au.